Hello, welcome to Marriage for Real with the Daisy Chiwako. Every week, I'll be bringing you podcasts, giving you an upfront, transparent, and very real approach to having an amazing marriage. By far, one of the most important pillars of any relationship is communication. And when I say any relationship, I mean all relationships, whether that be working relationships, friendships, parent-child relationships, and yes, of course, marriage. Arguably, the nature of marriage may require greater communication skills than any other relationship because of the fact that the success of marriage is determined by two people's ability to intertwine their individual lives into one. And listen, that is simply not possible without great communication. The whole two become one thing takes a lot of talking, listening and understanding in order to create something that, according to natural law, isn't even possible to becoming one. However, it is possible and countless couples around the world has evidenced this time and time again by creating beautifully, deeply connected marriages with individuals united by love and great communication. Now, beyond just talking, communication has a number of layers to it and it should be understood, it needs to be accepted and it needs to be practised. The danger of not doing so is that couples become unable to unite, there's a disconnection between them and they just aren't able to work together. Poor communication also has huge ramifications on the couple's intimacy because it erodes their trust and their friendship. When two people fail to communicate well, they can often find themselves very quickly drifting apart, both feeling unheard, they feel misunderstood, and they also feel undervalued. Great communication brings real insight into the deep working of the other person. It gives an understanding of their intricacies, their uniqueness and their thought processes. And one of the things that I'm always talking to my couples about is about getting a deep understanding of their spouse. And you do that through great communication. But as we know, good communication goes beyond just talking and listening. Communication is such a huge topic that I'm not going to be able to cover it in one podcast. But what I do want to give you today are four keys, four key things that you need to remember when it comes to creating healthy and intimacy developing communication in your love relationship. So let's go ahead and get into it. Now, the first thing that I want you to remember or the first key communication tool is communication should combine freedom with consideration, freedom and consideration. Now, there's a there's a careful balance that needs to happen here. Now, I am a strong advocate for healthy marriages being built on a strong foundation of freedom. I believe that it is this freedom that allows a couple to be vulnerable with each other without the fear of judgment. Each member of the union should be free to be, like free to be yourself, free to express themselves. However, let's not take things too far. So many people will be like, well, you know what? I'm free to be. I'm just going to give this communication. I'm just going to give this information any way that I want to give it. My father once told me that absolute freedom creates chaos. 
chaos causes damage and hurts people so whilst you should aim to create lines of communication that are founded on each person being able to speak and express their truth this should always fall in a backdrop of consideration of the other person's feelings um, how they receive information, the situation, the timing. There's a fine line between speaking your truth and delivering it in a manner, at a time, in a way. The words that can be received are not received with chaos, which will equal hurt. When your words or your communication is received with chaos and hurt, then that just detracts from the message that you're trying to get across. And you're left with noise of the chaos. So yeah, be free, express yourself, but also be considerate, you know? Is this communication necessary? Is it encouraging? Is it glorifying in any way? Does it have an objective of good? What is your desired outcome for, for, for communicating at this point, right? Is this the right time and place even? Have you considered how this will impact the other person and questioned yourself as to whether it's worth it? The second key of communication that I want you to remember is to communicate in response not as a reaction. Communicate in response, not as a reaction. Now, I couldn't even attempt to remember the times when Mr. Chiwaka and I had gotten into what I call a tennis match argument, where all we're doing is reacting to the words coming to us. You say that, so I say this. I've said that, so he said this. And it's just a tennis match of words, and we're just reacting to the last few words that we heard right? Just whacking them back. There's no thoughts. There's no wisdom. It's just a quick reaction. Most of the time, the essence of the conversation, which has now turned into some crazy argument, is lost in translation because we're just both focused on hitting back. And it's just a waste of energy. And I'm laughing because I'm really seeing this play out in my mind and just seeing how, how much of a wasted energy, wasted time, it is, you know, and, you know, in the heat of this conversation, we like to convince ourselves that our reactions are involuntary. Like, I can't help but say this back to him. Um, I can't help to react and just let the words fly out of my mouth, regardless of how fruitless or even damaging they are. Don't worry, I've told myself this too. If we really think about it, we can all recall situations where we may have heard information that, we, that didn't please us or was in a conversation where a point of view or our point of view wasn't being accepted in a way that we wanted it to, you know, and we had to manage our responses in that moment. We had to consider the best, most wise response and, and deliver that response in a calm manner right? We all have had situations like that. Think about the last time your boss came at you with some displeasing information or wanted to reprimand you or tell you something that you really didn't like, right? Now, you may have wanted to react, but you considered your job <laughs> and you considered the fact that you don't want to lose this job. So you took a moment and you considered the wisest way to respond at this time in this situation. Now, it's interesting that we can find the strength 
to respond with wisdom in that situation. But when it comes to our marriages, we're less less willing to put in that work. Imagine what would happen if we held our marriages with the same honor, right? If we considered the ramifications of just reacting and we chose to take a split second just to think, what's the best response here? What is this conversation about and what would be the best way to get this point across that would generate mutual understanding? And even if it doesn't generate mutual understanding, which is allowed in marriage, you know, you're not always going to agree. How can we get to a point where we agree to disagree in a manner that doesn't create a tense atmosphere in our marriage? There's a book authored by um, a man called Viktor Frankl. The book's called Man's Search for Meaning. And in this book, he says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our freedom and our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and happiness, right? So in that time between when you've received the stimulus, you've heard the words, you've you've seen the situation, you get it, there's a space between that and your response. Now, if you don't take, if you don't use that space, it becomes a reaction. But when you're aware of the space and you utilize the space, it becomes a response. Because in that that space, we have the freedom and the power to choose, to make a choice, to make a wise choice of our response. And it's right there that our growth and our happiness, the, the growth in ourselves, the happiness for ourselves, but also the growth and the happiness for our marriage is created. Right? Very, very true words. So I would encourage you to take them on board and consider how your responses are causing you to grow and create happiness in your marriage or how your reactions are causing you to to go backwards in your marriage and causing unnecessary friction. All right. Key thing to remember about communication number three, communication has to come with understanding. Communication has to come with understanding. As a marriage and relationship coach, I work with couples around the world um, who claim that communication is causing real issues in their marriage. And they say that they don't know how to talk to each other and that they feel that their spouse doesn't listen to them. By the time I finish working with them, I discover that their greatest issue is their lack of ability to understand each other. I mean, really understand each other you know, and, and use the understanding, right? So I encourage the couples that I work with to consider what makes their, their spouse tick, right? What motivates their spouse? What, what demotivates them? What causes their spouse to be defensive, you know, gets their walls up straight away? You know, what time of the day or what scenarios is their, their spouse more open, relaxed and free? Right? It's important to, to get to understand these things and then use them. And when we switch the spotlight like off ourselves for a moment and how we feel, we will find that we're actually able to answer these questions. And then once you discover the answer, the next stage is for you to actually use the information in order to encourage great, fruitful conversation. 
So understanding your spouse at this level will give you the insight that you need to experience healthier, free-flowing and fulfilling conversation because you're going to know how to communicate in a way that motivates them. You're going to know Oh, well, if I do it this way, it's going to demotivate. You're going to know the best times to get what you want out of them, where they're relaxed and they're more open and free to talk to them. And then you're going to use that information, right? You're going to use that information. What's the point of having understanding if it's not used, right? Understanding has to come into being an, an action, an action that creates something um, better, more fulfilling for us. Okay. Now the last, uh, key of communication that I want you to remember is to communicate with love, not pride, communicate with love, not pride. Now, if you're truly honest with yourself, you would have to admit that a lot, if not most of the conversation we enter to doesn't end up um, or go in a healthy direction because of the P word, that pride word, that sneaky, that stinky pride gets in the way of a lot, right? It causes a selfish, self-centered communication that is carrying defensiveness and self-righteousness in its back pockets. When two people are communicating with pride, they often can't even hear each other. I mean, like they can't really hear each other, right? They're so wrapped up in themselves that they don't have the ability to introduce perspective into the conversation. So the other person is left feeling completely unheard. However, when our communication is always from the backdrop of love, we will find that our primary desire is to listen more, understand more, and to share more. A loving conversation encourages the other person to share their truth and listens intently so that they can capture the heart of the words, right? This communication easily fosters trust and vulnerability. In turn, it creates a deep, intimate relationship because the person is feeling heard and you've gotten rid of your pride. So you're not, you're not listening and looking for ways to defend yourself, you're listening and looking for ways to understand more deeply. On the flip side, pride says, listen to me, I am right, your point of view isn't valid, I must win, therefore I will find a way to make you wrong. That's pride. That's pride, right? And so if the desire of your marriage is to have healthy open, loving lines of communication, then you need to kick pride out of the window and welcome love in. So there are four things that when you're thinking and taking a good look at your communication, you know, I really want you to consider that communication should combine freedom and consideration. Communication in is in response, or you should be communicating in response, not as a reaction. I want you to remember that you need to be communicating with understanding. And lastly, I want you to remember that you need to be communicating with love and not pride. Now, if I was you, I would listen to this 
a, a couple more times and then really go away and start to think about the way that you and your spouse communicate. Become hyper aware of it. And then the next times that you are having conversations, communicating with your spouse, just be hyper aware and catch yourself falling into old routines. Now, you can't control how your spouse responds or reacts, but you can make yourself better every day, right? And if your desire is to grow and to become more happy, then you need to take control over your choices in terms of how you communicate. All right, I really do hope that you understand that and that it helps you if you do have any more questions in relation to this go ahead and leave a message or you can email me at admin at marriageforreal.co.uk also if you want me to work closely with you in helping you to radically transform your marriage then connect with me let's go ahead book a free breakthrough call so that i can find out about your current situation and tell you about um, my marriage coaching programs again shoot me an email admin at marriageforreal.co.uk or go ahead and book your time slot on my website which is marriageforreal.co.uk www.marriageforreal.co.uk have an amazing day Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, go ahead, share it with a friend or a member of your family. Also, don't forget to head over to Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and follow me all under the name of Marriage For Real. See you at the next podcast.